Hey guys, this is Steven Christina. I'm the founder, owner, creator, and host of Super Retro Throwback Reviews. Are you looking for the best movie reviews, music reviews, video game reviews, and Comic-Con coverage all around? Well then look no further. Definitely check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on YouTube and our new audio podcast, the new and improved Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Files version 2.0 on the following media distributors. Podbean, Google Play, Stitchers, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Class is over, John. Time for something new and improved. Welcome to Rock Candy. Hey. Your weekly podcast, bringing you sweet treats of tunage and stories from the world of music. Mm -hmm. A lot of stories today. Yay. And we're 50. Are we? Yeah, it's our 50th episode. Oh, okay. (laughs) 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 Like, I'm not that old. Jesus. Well, no, I mean, like, it feels like we're 50 some days, but we're actually 50. But it is our 50th episode, so yay for us. Yay. Woo. Congratulate us. Celebrate me. (laughs) Fresh pots. (laughs) And we are your two uh, beer drinking babes. I'm Maggie. I'm Ashley. And this week it is um, our last episode for 2018. So we've decided to do a bit of a let's talk about our favorite songs that came out this year, our favorite concerts, our favorite albums. And our favorite beers. This is all about us. This is really all about us and what mm-hmm. we want. Um, and we are very <laughs> correct in our opinions. So you're welcome. Everything we say today is correct and gospel truth. Yep. And um, you should listen to us. Yeah, we are definitely not incorrect on anything. Never. No, definitely. I think think we're, our hot takes are always 100%. On point. On point. Very on point. We had some stouts before we started recording, so Yeah, we've been we also we've been drinking tonight. Like mm-hmm. we we be drinking. We be drinky. We be drinking tonight. There though. you go. We do. Proof positive, we be drinky tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we do. But uh, uh well, for our 30 beers that we're drinking tonight, at the current moment, we are Sucking down some lump coal. Lump of coal. Lump of coal. I'm sorry. Lump of coal. Dark holiday stout from. What is this? Shelton Brothers. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm the worst. What the fuck's I, your name, beer? <laughs> no, this is a really interesting Tell me your beer. fucking name, beer. It's actually really good, but it's like. I think it, it's like imported through like another company, I feel like. I don't know because it says it's from Massachusetts. But um, it's also like the ingredients list is in um Swedish, so I'm pretty confused. Yeah. It also says it's an English ale, but also a dark holiday stout. I'm confused. I don't know what I'm drinking. Me either. We it's, don't really know what this is, but it's good. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it definitely yeah. has that holiday zest to it. That zing, zing in the holidays. It gets you through the holidays. Yeah. Because it's it's 8%. That's pretty solid. That is a pretty solid, like, yo, do you need to get through this Christmas party? I got you, boo. Yeah. That's that's okay what this that. beer is for. Yeah. And then after that, we will be cracking open some holiday ale from Two Roads, which you can never go wrong with Two Roads. I really like Two Roads. 
they haven't let me down really so far they're perfect if you see two if you're at a bodega and you see two roads there you fucking get it you fucking get that two roads (laughs) because that's the best beer they're gonna offer in the bodega yeah and they're their recent string of uh, fruity gozas mm. have been delightful. Mm. The passion fruit, mm-hmm. tropical, and Persian lime. Fucking on point. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Thank you, Two Roads. Thanks, Two Roads. Also, like your holiday ale. I have had it before. It's delightful. Okay. So I've already got, I've already got the thumbs up on that one. Good, good, good. Yeah. Very exciting. I remember to talk about the beer this week. <laughs> I'm proud Congratulations. of myself. Proud of myself. I, I don't have high hopes for myself. I just want to remember to talk about beer. Nailed it. Headshot. You got it. <laughs> three point, three pointer, shot. Touchdown. We still don't know anything Home about run. the NFL draft. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. John Madden. <laughs> yeah. It's John Madden. Steve Madden? John. No, he makes shoes. He makes shoes. John Madden makes football. It is. It's for real, John Madden. It's John Madden. Oh, okay. How could we not remember John? <laughs> Madden. Because I think we just didn't want to go so basic. (laughs) Sorry, Johns. Love you, but your name. You gotta gotta do something about it. At least be an Adam. Or Jeremy. Or or a Nicholas. Ooh, Nicholas. Yeah. I haven't met Nicholas in a minute. (laughs) Fuck. All right. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is going to be a lot of tonight, too. We're sorry. It's... I didn't write a ton of notes. I decided to just let this be a nice, free-flowing, let's see where this goes. Whereas I wrote too many notes. I mean, <laughs> so. whatever. You're going to sound a lot more concise and well-thought out I'm glad me. I'm the professional one here. You are the but... professional one between us, though. Like, 100%. If I were to say, like, who who should you trust in the duo of Rock Candy, I would always say, oh, Ashley, please, Every, always. Everyone comes up to me and goes... Your friend seems very nice. <laughs> yes. Because they know. I say inappropriate things. And they're like, oh, she's a bit of a handful. Isn't she's a lot. Isn't that's, what she? they, that's what they say in their head. But to my face, they're like, your friend seems really nice. <laughs> I do seem really nice, though. I am. I'm, I'm you are. Nice. You're a wonderful person. Oh, that's nice. I'm not being sarcastic. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That's nice to hear. <laughs> So, God, I'm really awkward as compliments. Oh, me too. I just look at people like, oh, thank you. Are you talking to me? Was that the appropriate response? Is thank you what I'm supposed to say when you compliment me? I think you're supposed to be like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> what can I give to you that you need? Yeah. Why? What's your end? What's your end game here? What's the angle? Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. You're not kidding me for any long cons here, you motherfuckers. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, so I think the way we'll kind of divide it up is we're just going to talk about our top... Both of us are going to bring up our top five songs that came out this year. Yeah. Uh, Which was funny because when we decided to do this, at first I'm like, I don't know what came out this year that I liked. And then I ended up with more songs and I didn't know what to put in my top five. I literally told you I can't make a list because everything I've listened to did not come out in 2018. But then I really looked into it and I'm like, all right, I have at least five here that I can talk about. Yeah. And I mean, there's some that I left out, but I will mention at least their albums because there were also some solid album releases this year. Yep. That I totally... 2018 was an interesting year. And I forgot that certain things happened. It was a weird year for everybody involved. Yeah. <laughs> weird year for all involved. 
for all good time in- had by some maybe probably Somebody had a good year. I mean, good time had by Donald Trump, I guess. You called Nobody him Donald else. Trump, by the way. <laughs> good. That's his name. Yes. Yeah. That is. That's, that's a good name. name for him now. I like it. Donald, get the fuck off my lawn, Trump. All right. So we're going to go through songs first, and I will start us off with one of my jams. I did know when we did this playlist that I was definitely going to put this song on it. It's by Lizzo called Boys. Mississippi boys, inner city boys. I like the pretty boys with the bow tie. Get your nails did, let it blow dry. I like a big beard, I like a clean face. I don't discriminate, come and get a taste. From the playboys to the gay boys. Go and slay boys, you my fake boys. Baby, I don't need you. I don't need I just want to freak you. For those of you not already in the know, Lizzo is an up-and-coming rap hip-hop artist. She co-founded a few smaller acts before releasing her own solo work back in 2013. In 2016, she had an album, a very small release album called Coconut Oil, which is fantastic. (laughs) But Boys is her 2018 single release, and I love it. She's great. She's great because... She's super talented. Mm-hmm. She has a great voice. She got clever rhymes, smooth beats. She's the whole package. But what I really want to celebrate right now is her unabashed fucking confidence. Oh, yeah. Because I just made you watch the video. I don't care. Pause this. Watch the video for Lizzo's boys. Because this girl, she is a big girl. Like, she is. She's just yeah. a bigger woman. But she don't give a fuck. And she knows she looks she good. Kn- oh, God. She's butt fucking naked. And she's <laughs> butt like, naked. like, whatever. I got yeah. all these boys. Yeah. I can get any fucking boy I want. Like, she can. She, she can. She's Because yeah. that's the thing. Like, she's gorgeous. And she's got a personality. And, like, who gives a shit what her size is? She fucking owns herself. Right. And it's everything. She's front and center. All the cameras on a practically naked woman. I mean, there are some parts where she's naked. There's other parts where she's just like dancing in around underwear. in undies. Yeah. Just in the streets because she don't give a fuck. What else is great, too, is a lot of her backup dancers. You saw her backup dancers. They're all bigger girls. Yeah. Like, nobody is like... She doesn't have these, like, stick-thin model, unrealistic... Like, some of those girls had cellulite. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. Is there cellulite in a music video? <laughs> Like I can watch this video and be like, "Oh, this is this is for me." Yeah. This is for me where it's like I'm not I'm not straight size, I'm not plus size, I'm like in a weird like I'm in a weird kerfuffle in the middle, and but it's, like it still is something I can look at and be like, "I understand this." Yeah. And it's not just pretty plus size people. Right. Cuz you know, a lot of a lot of stores, a lot of magazines, a lot of th- things like that will be like Oh, we're all inclusive of people of all sizes. And then they'll show a pl- quote unquote plus size person who is actually just a size 10 with a flat stomach. I'm yeah. like, I don't have a flat stomach. Right. That is not a plus size person. I cannot relate to this person. You did a bad job. <laughs> you fucked. Yeah. Look you at fucked you. up. Torrid. Torrid. Lane Bryant. Oh. So yeah. Having Lizzo around to be like, nope. 
this is what real women look like. Yeah. And this is what real women with confidence are like is kind of badass. Right. And like just watching her, you know, she's just a chick. I could hang out with Lizzo, I feel like. I feel like if I meet, if I, I ever want do, to hang out if with I ever Lizzo. do meet Lizzo, I would be like, oh, oh, I think you're great. And I'll like freak out. But she also seems like that kind of chick who's like, hey, what's up? Let's hang out. Let's have some pizzas. Let's right. like fucking watch some YouTube videos. I don't give a shit. I just want to be in her general vicinity to maybe absorb some of her mm. confidence mm. by osmosis. Mm. Yeah. If that is a thing that yeah. happens, that yeah. would be great. The best part is these are all of her videos are like this. Like it's all her wearing barely anything and she's like I look great her backup dancers wearing barely anything they're also women of size cellulite all this shit hey, and I'll it's be like, in your video fucking I will be in your Can video I be in your video I should not be in your video I'm a terrible dancer you are a terrible dancer <laughs> Yo, but like do you need a terrible dancer Lizzo because I am here for you <laughs> Just put your fingers to the sky and work them elbows up and down that's the Maggie dance I move my butt <laughs> get off my butt I move it but yeah i definitely like seeing lizzo around and i think it's gonna be good for us just in general as a people to like let's just fucking love and accept more bigger people and like not make a thing of it and just be like yep she's badass can i please have my plus size shirt button ups now (laughs) thank you thank you thank you well first on my list is a song called beautiful couch by the moth and the flame So I don't know a whole bunch about the Moth and the Flame, but we did see their live show we this did. fall. Thank you, EQX. Yes. Putting um, on them live shows. Love it. Our local radio station, our local independent alternative radio station, mm. and uh, a local brewery. Browns. Browns. Shout out to Browns. Browns, Browns Brewing. They Every once in a while, they do uh, free shows because they have a concert hall next door to their tap room mm-hmm. and restaurant. And Moth and the Flame played. And it was delightful. It was it a really was. good show. And they seem like a, a nice bunch of dudes. Yeah, they do. They seem like pretty chill dudes. Yeah. I like it. And the first time I heard this song was at that show. Normally, I'm one of those people that goes to a show and gets slightly annoyed that bands play a bunch of newer material. Like, fuck off and play this old ass song. You probably <laughs> don't remember how to play. Or that you're sick of playing. Th- or that you're sick of playing. But I was really struck by this song when they played it. It has laser-like and almost harsh-sounding keyboard riff right off the bat. Mm. It immediately grabs your attention. It's like a dog whistle. If yeah. If dogs could comprehend music. <laughs> I think they can. Maybe. Maybe. But, like, we're the dogs in this situation, and their song is the whistle. That's fair. Right? All right. I'm, I'm here for that metaphor. I tried. I tried. <laughs> so if that keyboard riff cuts like a knife, the lyrics twist that knife even deeper. Yeah. The lyrics, which were written by the band singer Brandon Robbins, describe the feeling when you're really happy for an ex who's moved on and is now getting married to someone else and how you're really happy for them. But at the same time, it still fucking sucks when you don't have that. And you do want that, even if it's not with them, but you still can't help but be a little bit jealous and a whole lot of sad. 
Yeah, no matter what, when you have an ex that gets married before you, you, you sometimes look at it and you're like, ooh. Hmm. It's like, but like I you g- feel like but, they're ahead of you in some way. Yeah, and like you want to be like, but if you were in that situation and they were in your situation, you wouldn't feel that way because you've moved on first, right? You know. Yes. It it just kind of sucks sometimes when you look back, when you reconnect with an ex or something, and you realize they're doing really well, and you're like, oh well, oh. fuck. So one article I read described it as maximum heartache. Aww. And I think that's a pretty good summation of the feelings I, I sense when I listen to it, which makes me be like, but I'll be your friend. Oh, I'll be your friend. As long as I can, like, pet your hair, that's fine. Because there's two dudes Yo, in that band that have fucking have great hair. Beautiful hair. Like, beautiful I definitely hair. was eye-fucking their hair. Like, yep. some nice hair. But, like, can I touch it? I know that's inappropriate for anybody, but can I touch it? Like, if I get to know you well enough. Can I touch it? Yeah. Your hair. Touch your hair. I mean, what happens <laughs> at the tap room stays in the tap room? Sure. That's why they call it the tap room. Ooh. Tapping that ass. <laughs> anyway. Yes. So, uh, Beautiful Couch for a While seemed like a one-off single um, that they kind of threw out there to satisfy fans' curiosity, but they recently announced that they will have a new album out, and it's called Ruthless, and it's coming out February 1st, 2019. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited for it. They're a really, they're a solid band. No, they're solid. I like them. I never disliked them. Contrary to popular belief, (laughs) I just didn't really know them that well, but they do put on a good live show, and they have good music. They do. And good hair, and that's what's important. They have that good hair. So my next song from this year that I'd like to talk about is from an act called Just Loud, and it's called Soul Train, featuring Debbie Harry. I'm not really sure how to categorize Just Loud. He's kind of rock, punk, glam, and funk all going on in his music. Uh, You can tell it's really heavily influenced by 70s and 80s music. And especially with Debbie Harry as a guest spot. You can tell like, oh no, he's got that old kind of feel with that. But either way, he's very new to the scene. And uh, this is one of his first singles. I thought it was a group, but I think it's just the one guy and he has a band that backs him up. I've been trying to do some research on him, but again, because he's so fucking new, yeah. it's really hard to find anything. Hmm. And on writing the song, Loud did say, quote, I knew someone who was on Soul Train years ago. She got kicked off when we parted ways. I was like, I'm going to write a song about that. <laughs> okay. It's a rebellious record. I want everyone to get up, move and have a good time. And actually, at this point, his debut album isn't even out right now. He just has a couple singles. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I I want to see more of him, though, because I like this. This is new and refreshing to me. Mm-hmm. This is just, I don't know. This is more exciting than a lot of stuff that's come out. Because when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is fun. This has a fun little beat to it, doesn't it? It makes me want to point my fingers up to the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Shake your butt. Shake my butt. 
That's what I do. You but should you- listen to Joy Wave. I like Joy Wave. You do? Okay. I do, yeah. I thought you didn't really know them because they came around here recently. I'm I like, hey, do them. you want to go? <laughs> you Mariah carried I the shit out of Mariah- them. <laughs> <laughs> totally where I carried the shit out of them. But I didn't mean to. It was one of those things where I thought they were a different band. Oh. And then I was like, oh, no, I do like Joy Wave. Yeah, they're fantastic. If you don't know who Joy Wave is, you should probably listen to them. They yeah. are a very great, like, dancey kind of techno rock band from... Yeah, Tongues uh, is a great song. Oh, all of their songs are really great. But that's, like, the um, one that always, like, gets me being, like... Yeah. Um, But they're from Rochester, New York. Hmm. Hmm. Racha cha. Yeah. Oh, yes. Go listen to them too, but also listen to this man. <laughs> but listen to everyone. He's a guy. I think it's just a guy. Yeah. I don't even know. Again, I don't. There's not a ton out on him because he is so spring, so fucking spanking new, brand spanking new. That's what there I'm trying to say. There you go. Fuck. Nailed it. Did I? <laughs> you sure did. Debatable. <laughs> right into that coffin. Oh, <laughs> I did though. Yeah. Well, what do you got going for us? Oh, um, the next one is uh, Neighbors by Lucius. I always lock the door Cause you never know for sure Who your neighbors really are Well, suspicious I made my way outside In the California skies But I couldn't feel the sunny disposition So I've liked Lucius for a while now, and their vocals are always what stand out to me in every single one of their songs. Both Jess Wolf and Holly Leisig, two vocalists in the band, have very powerful voice have very powerful voices, <laughs> and they harmonize perfectly. Their songs have fun beats, interesting and innovative synthesizers, and they may be indie pop, but you can fucking dance to this shit. Honestly, you can dance to a lot of indie pop. You can. Not particularly this song, no. but there are other singles you can 100% yeah, yeah. dance to. That's the nice thing about indie pop is that sometimes you can dance to it and sometimes you can cry to it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. both. <laughs> you can do both. The best of both worlds right here. <laughs> But it's their 60s girl group group style vocals that make them really stand out in the vast sea of uh, indie rock. Mm. That's why Nudes, their third studio album that features this song, is so great because the background music is pared down and allows Jess and Holly's vocals to be the real instruments. Nudes is a collection of acoustic covers and acoustic versions of Lucius's own work. Neighbors, however, is the only new Lucius material on the record. Oh. But it's an acoustic song, which they don't really do a whole lot. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And a little background info on Lucius. Jess and Holly met while attending the Berklee College of Music in Boston, relocated to Brooklyn in 2007 to pursue music full time. They became hired guns while recording their own music with some of their housemates, who would later become their bandmates. And some of the songs they recorded landed on TV shows like The New Girl and Girls. A lot of girl shows, huh? Lots of girls. I like the girls. Hey. (laughs) Since then, they have released three studio albums and have collaborated with or guested on several high profile albums, including those from John Legend, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, and Roger Waters. Oh. And actually, on Nudes, they have a cover of Goodnight Irene. Oh, nice. With Roger Waters. Whoa. It's amazing. All right. It is 
fucking fantastic. I'm going to check that out. And they're really good at doing covers and reimagining them in their own way. Mm-hmm. And especially with their vocals, it's it, it lends something different to a, a song that you probably knew pretty well already. Right. So. Well, that's the night. Like, we've already had an episode, an entire episode on covers. So who knows? Maybe this will show up. But yeah, I think we both agree that we like people who take a cover and turn it into something new. Yeah. I don't want to hear the original song. If I liked the original song, that is. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it. It's nice to hear just a really good band play a really good straight up cover. Yeah, yeah. I but guess. also sometimes it's great to hear what a a completely different kind of band would do with a song like that. Yeah, I agree. That's that's kind of my thing anyway. I mean, obviously with covers, I'm a sucker for a good cover though, and they do really good covers. So all right, well, I'll have but to Lucius check is them great. Out. Check them out. Yeah. No, they, I'm really I really want to hear that cover now and. Now that you've reminded me of all the songs that I do know, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I do like this band. We can do so many cover episodes. Like, I could probably do about 20 Guys, just for just, my own favorite covers. We could just covers. change this entire podcast to best cover songs, worst cover songs, cover songs. We covers could. For we could, we could, covers for days. We could do our own podcast on cover songs. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty easy. Now we put that in the ether, unless it's already out there, someone is doing it right now. I'm sure that they are. Well, so my... Third pick for second, my... Your second pick. No, it's my third. Oh, it's your third. That Math. was your second. Math. <laughs> I went before you did. Yep. Our beers are 8%. That's <laughs> math we can do. <laughs> that is math we can do, unfortunately. Well, my third pick for 2018 is L. King's Good Thing Gone. Never fully... favorite thing about L. King is that she's Rob Schneider's daughter. She's Rob Schneider's <laughs> daughter! Fucking Rob Schneider making copies, guys. Hold up. Yeah. But, like, thankfully, she got her mother's looks. <laughs> Thank fucking God. <laughs> and actually, she is another who's a little bit bigger and, like, doesn't mm-hmm. give a fuck about it. Mm-hmm. She, like, even has songs where she's like, I got bad tattoos, like, I don't have the image that you want to put on fucking billboards and shit, but fuck you, like, this is who I am. She's another one who I'm like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you. I want to be you. Even though I think you're younger than me. I think they're all younger than... Yes, everyone's younger than me. I'm pretty sure we're closer to Rob Schneider's age <laughs> than we are Al King's age. <laughs> Oh, God. That made me laugh. And then it just made me horrifyingly sad. Yep. Oh, God. Making copies. You can do it. You can, can be Rob Schneider's can age. Can I? Can I do it? Oh, do I want to do it? No, probably not. Anyway, this is the ballad off of Elle's sophomore album, Shake the Spirit. And it's a song that's clearly about a love that fizzled into nothing. And it's kind of a possible look into Elle's life, as she did claim that this new album is a year and a half of her life summed up into one album. And back in 2016, I want to say, she 
basically met a dude, got married in a month, got oh, divorced wow. in a few months. Yikes. Yeah, they went on a real fucking that just like it's a very short bullet, bullet ride. It's a very short roller coaster. Yeah. But you can imagine then that she's this song probably has something to do with it. Oh yeah. But uh yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I really like Al King again because I like her sassy attitude and she, she has give a, a fuck. very interesting raspy voice. I love her interesting raspy voice, and I love in the middle like there's this one part where just like the music gets real quiet and like she gets really quiet and it's just like you can tell like she's like gonna cry but she doesn't cry and like that's I don't know like I feel a real raw emotion when she sings. Mm-hmm. And for me, that means more to me than most of the bullshit pop that's coming out right now. And I'm like, why aren't we listening to more of this? And my problem with Al King is how they market her, I guess. or By what they... doing a terrible job of it? Yes, there's yeah. that. I mean, people don't really know anything about her. They no. just put out... The songs that they put out from her, like Shame is the other... This is the single off of this album. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care for it i don't like it very much either it's grown on me but at the same time like i think i just will give her a pass because i'm like what's well, out king but even x's and o's i liked that song but these are not the best songs off her album yeah at all by any stretch of the means i mean i'd like to think like good thing gone way deeper than shame but these are the songs that i realize even though i don't particularly like them yeah um I still find them stuck in my head from right. time to time. And I'm like, but why am I, why is this stuck in my head? I don't really even like it, but they stick in your head. And I guess maybe that's why they're like, no, this is a single instead of this deep emotional one that people can actually relate to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, even like her, ra- I mean, I don't hate her radio singles. I just look at them as like, this isn't her best work on the album. Yeah, these and are- it really upsets me because her first album, there's fucking jams that they never play on it. They played that oh. one song and that yeah. was pretty much it. And that's a fine song. It's but great, it's but not if you as have, good as her other stuff. If you have 10 or more other really great songs on the album, then maybe you should play those too. Like, okay, Elle King on her previous album, she had a lot of songs about, like, dealing with addiction and drinking a lot and all these things. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's part of her zeitgeist. Again, she's a newer artist, so there's not a ton of information about her. But I compare her to, like, Lana Del Rey, who I guess, like, grew no. up. No, 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 no. Listen, listen to this. So Lana <laughs> no. Del Rey also sings about, like, how I was, like, addicted to things. Like, she was, like, a teenage, like, alcoholic and all these things. But she was just some sad, rich white girl in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Live in a sad rich like I feel like El King who didn't has have seen to go some get shit. A, who didn't have to go get a job and just like wasted away her life just smoking yeah. weed and doing drugs like, and playing a, video games. There's a couple Lana Del Rey songs. I'm like, that's fine. I will put this on. But for, for the, the most, for the most for the most part, <laughs> Lana Del Rey is just so surface. Yes, but there like is I feel nothing like, below yeah, that. Yeah, and I feel like El King is different, and like she just gets into your bone marrow and i'm like oh i feel this well she actually has emotions and can express them whereas lana del rey is just blank behind the eyes she's a porcelain doll yes basically she's a literal porcelain doll so that's my number three okay good thing gone go check out her new album shake the spirit really good Mm -hmm. well my number three i'm pretty sure is going to be the only metal choice on our entire (laughs) thing because i have to have a metal song on here but um is this is called the silent life by rivers of nihil 
honestly had no idea about them until uh, my boyfriend and I went to the New England Metal and Hardcore Festival in Worcester, Massachusetts back in April. Worcester. And they were one of the early performers of the evening and they blew all the other bands away. They were so good. They formed in 2009 in Reading, Pennsylvania, recorded their first EP the same year, immediately started getting attention from other metal bands, opening for bands like (laughs) Dying Fetus and Decapitated. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh at those names, but they're (laughs) hilarious. Yeah. It was also getting rave reviews from metal publications, which led to a record deal with Metal Blade Records. And this song, The Silent Life, is off of their third album, Where Owls Know My Name. It's a concept album essentially about the last man on Earth forced to watch the destruction of the planet. My God. But it's also about getting older, looking back at what you've done with your life and dealing with the idea that you're eventually going to die. And it's kind of like relating your life to climate change. Oh, it's pretty fucking deep. Yeah, that's... Huh. That's something you never thought of before, and now you kind of want to just kill yourself over it. A little bit. I mean, I was already kind of there. Now I'm super there. Yeah. Most of the time I hear the words concept album, and I end up, like, panicking because I just, I don't want to listen to it. Because it's it's going to be bad. Right. It's just going to be bad. But Rivers of Nihil fucking nailed it. The songs all sound like parts of a larger sum and taken out of context they almost sound weird and out of place which is why i picked the first song off the album for my list because it's the introduction to the album as a whole Mm. they did a really fantastic job with this album it's unique to their repertoire and it's unique in metal period for the simple fact that they seamlessly introduce other genres like jazz and techno into their music also sexy saxophone solo sexy saxophone solo I'm here for it. I know they don't want to be known as the saxophone band, but fucking come on. You're going to be the saxophone band. The, and that's okay. That's all right, because Embrace it's great. It. And it's it's a very important part of the album. It And saxophone solos pop, pop up throughout the whole album. Yeah. And it makes sense. And it works so well. Nice. It's such a good yeah. album. Yeah. I've hear, I've heard a couple singles off it because, again, via your boyfriend. I force you to listen to a lot of stuff, too. <laughs> I'm fine with that. But like, here's the thing. I'm, I'm like, no, this is fun. I'm fine with this. This is really good, though. Yeah. And again, like, I'm a sucker for a sexy sax. So let's do it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Get some metal. Some more metal into your diet. Yeah. Listen to this whole album because it's they they did a really fucking great job. They put everything they had into it. And you can tell. And, um, you know, good work goes a long way. Yay. You can tell. They're like They gave a yeah. shit. I've listened to this album over and over and over again. It's like the only CD in my car CD player. <laughs> so I listen to it a lot. Yeah. You should too. It's no. good. Come on. It's get, good. It, get it done, kids. Come on. Anyway, moving on with my next pick. Uh, I did go a little mainstream with this one. and Oh, boy. Well, I mean, like, I don't know what your definition of mainstream is. but I don't even know what my def- definition of mainstream is anymore. So Exactly. Well, my pick for the next song is Beck's Up All Night. Tell you what to do. I've been running out of bounds like an animal struggling. Looking for a diamond. I'm trying. I'm fighting. Riding in the river now. You 
You know, I was happy to hear the song and the rest of Beck's new album, Colors, because it seems like we have happy Beck back, which I'm glad about. <laughs> I didn't like sad Beck. There was a lot of sad Beck albums, and I wasn't really about them. Um, I don't really follow Beck, so I, I would don't... say I follow him, but I haven't like followed him, followed him because it's like a lot of his last few albums have been just kind of like. I mean, they're go- still good, like, but they're very like deep, introspective, and I kind of just like happy back when he's like, <laughs> "Do you want to dance?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> you yes speak I speak my do. language, Beck Hansen." Yeah, this album colors is so much more just upbeat. It's fun. It's a good fucking time, and I mean, that's pretty on brand for me. He had a single last year, two years ago, maybe that was pretty fun to me. Was- to me, it was fun. Right. But I'm sure to other people it was just a good song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it might have been one. It probably was one of the singles off of. It might have been. Colors. Because there's Colors, there's Dreams, there's. Um, dreams. Dreams yeah, was the no, one I dreams really liked. Was another one. I was. I had a handful of the. Sing- Actually, honestly, I was looking at all the singles that came out from this album. And I was debating between all of them. And I went with this one just because this one. Like, Up All Night is a little bit more just like, I'm like, you know what? Like, when you're getting ready or, like, you're going out, like, this is just a good pump-up song. Mm-hmm. Good way to get your energy flowing. And yeah. I like it. I think I'm I'm okay with Beck with singles. I don't think I would ever really listen to a whole Beck album. It's just not my jam. That's fine. But, like... That's fair. But he does have really good singles yeah. that, are, that are my jam. Yeah, yeah. Well, the song peaked at number one on the Billboard alternative charts, so good for you, Beck. And this is his 13th album. Yeah. Damn, boy. Bitch has been around for a long time. Bitch, I just, I just remember him when we were kids. In his loser days. Yes. Or even like um, two turntables and, and a, a microphone. microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, to I don't think like I, he's has 13 albums. He's been around that long. He is still relevant. He was big when we were kids. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. One of the very few artists that came out when we were of, like, peak musical influence age. Yeah. That is still around. Seriously. There's not a lot. Uh, most of the bands that I listen to that have been around this whole time. Somebody's dead in the band? Somebody's is it that dead. that somebody died in the band? And not really because of a drug overdose, but because of old age <laughs> or something like that. Or drug overdose. Or... or <laughs> Or suicide. Eventually. Or... Complications from doing too many drugs when they were younger. You know what, Beck? You may be a Scientologist, but, like, good for you for not overdosing. You're You're a master craftsman. Yeah. I mean, he will get his own episode. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He's going to get his own episode. It took a few years to complete this album because he was going for more of that pop radio-friendly feel that is very obvious on the album he needed to do a lot more cleaning up than usual though and of the process beck said quote these are complex songs all trying to do two or three things at once it's not retro it's not modern to get everything to sit together so it doesn't sound like a huge mess was quite an undertaking so it took a couple years to get this album all done and said and complete but Mm -hmm. i think it's totally worth it it's a very good album i want girl talk to do an entire album that is just a mashup of Beck and Daft Punk. Can you do that, Girl Talk? Because I 
Do we want it? I would love you forever. I mean, yes, you had me at girl talk. You but got then me. I threw in Beck and Def Punk. And I'm sitting down and I'm waiting. Yeah. It's never me... going to happen. He's probably. <laughs> we would get feet baguettes before we would get that album, more than yeah. likely. Yeah, probably. Well, let's keep it on a on a really happy up upswing, oh, right? Honey. With your next pick, right? Oh, honey, oh, cause you have a really like it's a jam, right? Really happy, good times, right? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think a perfect circle is a good time, then you know more to power to you. I love a perfect circle, and this is a really good song. It's called Talk Talk. So that's a perfect circle. <laughs> and who, and who's the lead singer? James Kegel's Mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right, right? That's his name, yeah. It's James Kegel's it's Mayonnaise. James Kegel's Mayonnaise. <laughs> Is that who's on the cover of the terrible artwork for Step, this album? Stepbrother of Patty Mayonnaise. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck is on the cover of this album, but it's a fucking terrible piece of artwork. Yeah, like, that's my biggest... I actually do, like, The Doomed off this album. I think that's a pretty good song. It's an okay song. It's fine. But, I mean, the problem I have listening to it is that I have to look at that fucking artwork and it's awful. Yeah. The 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 cover art is just so bad. The album we're talking about is Eat the Elephant, which they released this year. I fucking hate it. I do not like this album. Which sucks because you are a big A Perfect Circle fan. I am Circle a fan. huge A Perfect Circle fan, but ugh, I don't know. I, I love A Perfect Circle, but I also didn't like Emotive, which sure. is their last album before this one. Sure. Which was reworkings of their own songs and also covers of some songs like they released they did a cover of imagine by oh um, yeah john lennon and it's, it was terrible it's not I'm great. sorry i hate it um but they also though i liked one song off of emotive and it was a song that they had on the constantine soundtrack <laughs> oh constantine i like constantine i never saw it then don't what? I can do what Stop. I want. Because my opinions are valid. <laughs> my feelings count. I don't know. I just saw what's his face is in it. I didn't Keanu know. We, I didn't know he took. I didn't know we were taking Keanu Reeves seriously. And, well, you can never take Keanu Reeves seriously. But also, Tilda Swinton is in it. Oh, okay. And she is an angel named Gabriel. All right. So she saves the whole thing. Well, yeah, because she's Tilda fucking Swinton. Exactly. So yeah, like I said, I do not like this album. Right. It is not a good album. It's not great. It is, especially considering we waited so long. Yeah, how for long a new has it been? Perfect, oh, I don't even know. I feel like a motive came out when I was in college, so like more than ten years. Woof! No, that's like twelve years. Yeah, it's been a very long time. Um. So the but the exception to this rule is this song. And after listening to the album a few times, I realized this is really the only song off the album I like. I feel like it's hearkening back 
to A Perfect Circle's first album with Billy Howard L's soaring guitars and Maynard's intense vocals. Mm. Maybe I like it so much because they were really feeling the heavy subject matter. Oh, maybe. When, when recording, as some of us already know, lead vocalist Maynard James Keenan, not, wow. ja- not James Keegle's mayonnaise. Wow, I really fucked up that name, didn't fucked I? Fucked it up so hard. Wow, I fucked it up in every way possible. <laughs> but I like your name better. <laughs> right? <laughs> Vote in now if you like James Keegle's mayonnaise better than Maynard James Keenan. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait. But... He's a pretty political guy. Right, right, right. So, of course, some lyrics will be about political issues. This song is no exception, with its message being about gun control and those that oppose it. The lyrics, sit and talk like Jesus, try walking like Jesus, are clear indicators that he doesn't care much for those that love their guns, but only offer thoughts and prayers when a mass shooting happens. Mm. I also greatly identify with the chorus of the song, which is pretty much just Maynard yelling, get the fuck out of my way, (laughs) which I yell in the exact same way at least 10 times a day. Yeah, that's true. Even if only on the inside. Seriously, I need... Your internal monologue is definitely a constant, get the fuck out of my way. Constantly. Get the fuck out of my way. Get get the the fuck fuck out out of my my way. way. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of my way. Every day, all day, no matter where I am. Sometimes I just have to turn my brain off and be like, this is fine. How do you do that? I don't know. How do you do that? I do not how I do not how know to do that. <laughs> well, to wrap my top five up, I've just got Unmas, which is Bishop Briggs, White Flag. Yes, it's another up-and-comer. I think, aside from Beck, I pretty much picked much newer artists, which is why I didn't have as much to say, because there's not really too much to say. Mm-hmm. But Bishop Briggs's real name is Sarah Grace McLaughlin. Not Sarah McLaughlin, Sarah Grace McLaughlin. I can see why she went with a, um, is it pseudonym? Is that? No, is a pseudonym when you take the letters and change it into something else? I don't know. Fake name. Fake name. She took fake name. Pen name. Pen Got name. It's pen, pen name. name. There you go. She's originally from London, but she moved around Asia a lot as a child, and it was in a karaoke bar in Japan as a child that she first discovered her taste for singing. Why was she a child in a bar? In oh Japan? no, in karaoke bars in Japan. It's like what we went to in New York City. It doesn't necessarily mean you're drinking, but yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. private karaoke rooms. But you can still they get still, your face. You can unless there's somebody who's under it. Well, I don't know how they do it in Japan, but in America, at least the ones in New York City that we go to, if you're even if, even if it's like an 18-year-old, no booze is allowed. Yeah. Which is why I'm not friends with anybody under 21 anymore. Also, we also, don't need to be friends with anybody yeah, under 21 anymore. I really don't need to be friends with anybody. No. Honestly, like, I think I've upped my game to like, you can't be under 25 and be my friend. Yeah. I, if you can't rent a car, I don't know if we could be friends. Because <laughs> I really need you to rent a car. <laughs> Dude, my dad owns a car dealership. <laughs> But this song is a single off her debut album, Church of Scars, which has hit 29 in the Billboard Top 200 chart, which is really good for a debut artist. Yeah. 
Like, there's been hype for this chick. And it's clearly an inspirational song to play when you aren't ready to throw in the towel, man. Like, you gotta keep fighting. You gotta keep going. Man, like, when you have less than a mile left on your run, but, like, you really are over it, but you need, like, that last boost of motivation. This is, like, stark contrast to the song of the same name by Dido, who is like, no, I'm throwing in the white flag. But I also like that song. It's a great song. That's a great song. You know what? Fucking love Dido. Where's Dido? Yo, what happened to Dido? Hashtag where's Where's Dido? Dido? But seriously, what happened to Dido, guys? Because she was really good. Wait, that's our job to figure that out. Oh. Maybe there will be a Dido episode? We dropped the ball on that one. Sorry, guys. We did. I'm feel terrible we can't tell you guys where dido is right now. well i guess it's something to add to the list for next year yeah we can Work. do a very short episode on dido or a very long one who knows what she's do- we don't know what she's I don't doing know what she's doing we should- yeah. now i'm really curious yeah we have to look that up where are you dido <laughs> back dido. to bishop briggs i will say the only thing i hate about this song is the video the video is just her jumping or like it's in a warehouse and she's got like she wears like a lot of times these really tightly wound pigtail buns mm-hmm. that I just I just don't love. But I mean like she you know, you're you, Bishop Briggs, you do you. I respect whatever you do, your voice is great, so whatever. But like the video's just not great because it's just her jumping around this warehouse. Like she's gonna fight, but she's she looks like me jumping around a warehouse, which is like, oh, honey, no, I know I shouldn't dance. You should know that too. It was Cold War Kids that did a song with her. Oh, that I was trying to figure out when we were listening to the song because I was like, who the fuck did a song with her? I'm pretty sure it's Cold War Kids. Well, I guess we'll have to look that up too. Yeah. I don't know if I've listened to it yet. <laughs> I just know that they did a song together. But you yeah. know it exists. I do like her her original single that came out this year River? or last year. Yeah, I do like that song. That's also a very good song. She has a song. really great voice. She has yeah. a very interesting voice. Yeah, she is a great, it's a unique voice. She's a great singer. I think she's super talented. I'm really curious to see where she's going to come come from here. But shit, her debut album just came out and she's already a pretty big hit. So mm-hmm. good for you, Bishop Briggs. Get it, girl. Keep it going. Fuck yeah. We need more fucking brassy ass ladies up in this shit. I'm about it. And why don't you give us your finale? So my last pick is a song called All Ready to Go. By one of my favorite bands ever, Taking Back Sunday. Really? Taking Back Sunday is yes, like your favorite, one of my favorite band? No band. fucking oh, fuck shit. Fuck off. Shut oh, up. No Play way. the fucking song. Obviously, Taking Back Sunday is one of my favorite bands ever, ever to exist. Huh. Ever to exist. Um, All Ready to Go was released in late 2018 as a one-off single. For the moment, it is not on any Taking Back Sunday album. Right. But it will be included in their compilation album called 20, which will be released next year. Nice. Why is it called 20? Why is it called 20? Is it because they've been around for 20 years? Well, (laughs) wait. Back in 1999, lead vocalist Adam Lazara moved up to Taking Back Sunday's home base of Long Island 
from North Carolina and joined the band, originally as bassist and then as singer. So next year, in 2019, it will be the 20th anniversary of Adam joining the band and the beginning of Taking Back Sunday as we know it. Oh, yeah. Almost. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because earlier this year, founding member Eddie Reyes announced he was leaving the band. Boo. Very boo. Oh, boo. And it's kind of sad. Because Eddie was kind of the rock of the band. Oh. Through all the ups and downs and band member changes, Eddie was always there. But he left for a good reason. He's battling alcoholism and other Ooh. personal issues, and it was just time. Yeah, that's that's all right. I hope you get better, Eddie. We all do. And I get I f- better, Eddie. I follow- Hashtag get better, Eddie. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram and like Kind of, you can kind of see his progression through everything. And, you okay. know, it's a fucking struggle because, yeah. you know, it's not just alcoholism he was battling with. It's like divorce and all that shit. Yeah. And it certainly gets to you. I totally feel for him. Completely understand why he felt like he had to leave the band. Um, And I think that this song is actually about him leaving the band. Oh. If you listen to the lyrics, it's like. It seems like somebody was kind of bitter about him leaving the band. And I get it. There's two sides to every story. Right, right. But everyone involved said that there's no bad blood and any indicated he might join the band again later. But we'll see we'll where it I mean, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, but in the meantime, this is a pretty good song. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid effort after Eddie left. All right. I mean, I, I think it sounds like Taking Back Sunday. It does. It 100% <laughs> sounds like Taking Back Sunday. I mean, if anything, they are consistent. <laughs> I'm like, this sounds like a Taking Back Sunday song. It 100% is a Taking Back Sunday song. Well, and I think this is then the perfect uh, this progression. This is a good, is a good segue, segue to, our, to next, the next part. To the next part. Um, What are the best shows we've seen this year? Well... If you follow us on the Instagrams, you're always posting about Taking Back Sunday. I'm always posting about Taking Back Sunday because I am always seeing Taking Back Sunday at some point or another. I think as long as they're in the vicinity of New York State, you are going. Pretty much. Um, This year, I have seen them technically four times. Oh, my God. Last year, I saw them four times. Oh, my God. Altogether, I have seen them 15 times. Wow. Yeah. And um, our friend Monica and I just saw them. This past weekend, three of three of those times were this past weekend. Right, because they do a ridiculous <laughs> amount of shows. Yeah, they every year they do a holiday spectacular in New Jersey at the Starland Ballroom. And it's two days, three shows. They do two regular shows and an acoustic show, and we went to all three of them. And it's so great. It's wonderful every year. My only issue is fucking dude bros. But there's dude bros bros everywhere. Yeah, there's dude bros everywhere. There's dude bros everywhere. When you're a female, you cannot get away from dude bros. It's just life. It is. Unfortunately. And this is our second year going to their holiday spectacular. And we kind of have our our thing where we'll go to the Friday show and be in the pit. We'll be Mm -hmm. in the front and just get jostled around and just fucking deal with it. And then the second day, they have an acoustic set in the early afternoon and then their show later. So we'll be right up front for the acoustic show. And then we just hang back for the for the second night show. Because 
As bad as the pit is on the Friday show, it is 10 times worse on the Saturday show because dude bros. We're too old for that shit. I am too old for that shit. I was too old for Friday's shit because (laughs) we were in the pit and like, I'm short. Yeah. I'm 5'3". Yeah. Perfect type for some dickwad to just... Rest his shoulder, rest rest his elbow on my shoulder. Yeah. Because people can't not have their hands directly above their heads, mostly because they are filming the fucking show as they're being jostled around the pit. You know, I know I'm going to sound like a grandma. Scary for Grandma Maggie. You should have heard me screaming like a grandma through the fucking parking lot that night. Here's the thing. If you want to, like, take, like, a 30-second video here and there, Mm -hmm. you want to take a couple pictures, I think that's great. Yeah, no, totally yeah, do it. I think that's fine. fine. I think it's great that we have the ability to do that. Do not fucking tape the whole fucking show on your shitty fucking iPhone. Yep. Stop it. Especially if you are in a pit, you're being jostled. Yeah. And also, there's people all around you that can't see because you're filming 30 minutes of the fucking show on your knock phone. Knock it off. Stop Just it. knock it off. Stop it. No also, one thinks you're cute. No one thinks you're cool. Nobody's into that. Right. Stop it. Also, I'm not your fucking elbow rest. No. Get your fucking elbows off my shoulder. My arms really hurt from trying to film the entire concert on my shitty oh, iPhone. Too oh, too bad. I got elbows too and your fucking sides aren't protected, bitch. Just mer- mer- yeah, whereas I'm just like, fortunately 5'9", so like most dude bros won't come near me. So like, she might be big enough to beat me up. I'm not I'm, chancing that. No, don't underestimate me. No, no, no. I'm no. short, but I will push you the fuck off of me. I don't underestimate you, but unfortunately, because of your height, most men will underestimate you. Right. But Whereas also, most men look at me and they're like, I can't really comfortably rest my elbows on her shoulder yeah. anyway. But also, <laughs> I have a butt of steel. I will fucking launch you into next week if you decide to just lean on me. Yeah. Because they also do that. Yeah. I had one guy literally... Leaning his entire body on my backside as he was facing the pit. I'm like, oh, no, bitch. Oh, no. no. I am not your chair. No. Get the fuck off me. Yeah. And I, like, pushed him with my butt, like, off of me. And he literally turned around and goes, come on. And you're like, Like, no, you come on. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, you come on. But seriously, get the fuck off me. This is what it's like to be a woman in the general admission at a show. Matt and Kim show was like that for me. Where that was one of my that was like one of my two favorite shows I saw this year. Because uh, Matt and Kim put on a fucking way more intense show than I anticipated. Oh my god! I get the impression that they have very devoted fans. They do, but even beyond that, like just Matt and Kim themselves have a lot of high energy, and they just want everybody to have a fucking good time, and they throw out like dildos and sex dolls and confetti cannons everywhere and balloons like it's really it's a maggie show yeah that's not my kind of show. no you would hate it you'd hate it but you would have really hated it because there was a dude bro on me who instead of like leaning forward onto you like you know how the one leaned forward on you this guy leaned Mm -hmm. backwards onto me Mm -hmm. and i'm like what are you fucking doing i'm not gonna hold you up and also like I just want to dance and have a good time, and I really don't want you to fucking touch me. Yeah. And he would keep fucking following me around the crowd. I would try to, like, move, and he would just be there. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? How do you not understand? I don't want you near me. So, you know what? Men, 
take this as a hint. Girls don't want you fucking on them on a show. On a yeah. show, like just don't fucking and be on it. women. I get it. Like it's it's a crowd. You know, it's tightly packed. There's a lot of people. But you but- know what you could do to at least give the woman at least a little bit of like reassurance it's just like be like i'm really sorry i'm not trying to be all up on you it's just a big crowd if you say that like i'll be like all right like this guy's cool he's not trying to stick his dick in me but if you don't say anything i'm gonna assume you're trying to stick your dick in me and i'm gonna punch you in the dick yeah so don't fucking do that but uh my actual favorite show this year was the sophie tucker show it was so fucking good and you would have hated that too because (laughs) it was house music but i didn't realize like how house it was and they had an opening with lp and she was fucking an amazing house dj and then crush club which is a great just like kind of like poppy synth house band you might like them because i feel like crush club is kind of like house meets like the scissor sisters it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun and it's it's the their their personalities. It's a good time. I but I could fuck like here's the thing. I went sober and I still danced. Yeah. Like the fact that I could go to a show sober and not feel like I had to drink to dance and have a good time, that's a good sign of a show. Yeah. Most of the dancey music that I like that I will dance to has more of a rock element than anything right. else. You, so you might like Crush Club. I could maybe I could like sneak it in there. You might you might be like, Oh, this isn't bad. I'll see it. I'll see what I can make happen like with that. But I won't, I won't try the other things too. Yeah. But it's funny because you said how you saw Taking Back Sunday 15 times. Well, this year I saw Metallica for the third time. And I'm like, I think I'm good now. <laughs> I think We're I'm all good. done with this, Metallica. Oh, like, all right. <sighs> Somewhat bleeding into other topics. This podcast has made me severely question my feelings on Metallica. <laughs> like when we had that crossover with Make It Stop, uh-huh. um, which if you haven't listened to yet, go to Make It Stop podcast. Heather and Mike, they're fucking amazing. They have a great podcast, but we do guest on their Metallica St. Anger album. It is pretty fucking hilarious. Yes. Um, it is good times. And they, it definitely Metallica made makes me... it so easy, though. Oh, God. But it, it made, it, it's made me really like question the past 20 years of my life like i'm like oh my god i've like loved metallica since i was in middle school but now i'm like "Eh." (laughs) like the concert was fine it was fine but you know what i've seen it yeah and they fucked up lyrics in like nothing else matters they fucked up their own fucking hits they yeah. fuck them up i'm like i get it and i get it you're old and you're like, tired but at the same time like i think they're over it too like i got the feel watching them that they're kind of over it i get the impression that the only reason they're still going out on tour every year is to make money yeah because that is how you make money yeah. now when if you're in a band well and also too um here's the thing if i'm gonna pay an astronomical fucking price to see you live don't fuck up your songs Valid point. I am paying out the taint to see you live. Yep. Like, these bitches, we can't fucking... We're in Albany. We can't afford these fucking $130 fucking tickets right. for shit seats. Shit seats. Shit seats. You're still making us pay them, and you're fucking up your lyrics. Like, you're just... I get that they want to have, like, a big production, but at the same time, they don't need it. Yeah, <sighs> but, like... Okay, we're going to be seeing Iron Maiden yes. in a few months. Very excited. I'm so stoked about this. You have no idea. <laughs> like we've next, really, we've no. really. I will say, I I'm questioning my love of Metallica, not questioning my newfound love for no, Iron Maiden. Not at, at all. Here for it. Steve Harris is a god among men. A god among men to me at this point. We don't deserve you. 
We are not worthy. We're not worthy. Not worthy. Not worthy. Um, but yeah, next year we're going to see Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. We're going to see Iron Maiden. Yeah. There's a potential for us to see Judas Priest. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Hopefully we will be able to do that. And you know what though? Like, I, those tick- none of those tickets were as much as it was to see Metallica. None of, none of those tickets were as much. However, I know Iron Maiden is going to fucking put on a show. Yeah. They are going to have a stage show like none other that I have seen before. The tickets are going to be a fraction of the price that you paid for Metallica. And I can guarantee that show is going to be so much better. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. Because they're... They don't fuck shit up. They don't. They still love to do this. I'm not doubting Metallica's love of playing music. However, I am doubting their love of touring. I'm doubting their love of being around each other. Metallica with a capital M. You know what I mean? No, I I agree. I think they're they're forcing themselves to go on tour now. Yes, it is. I I get that feel watching them. And nobody's gonna blame you if you take three years off. I just maybe think. Maybe they just need to put it in for like 10 years. That's what I'm saying. Like, take three to five years off. Oh, don't completely, completely. Like, not even an album, nothing. Nothing. It's, just yeah, make yeah. people miss you. Yeah. And then come back. Yeah. And do a big tour. You can even still say that it's going to be your last tour ever, <laughs> even though nobody's going to fucking believe you because you tour every goddamn year. Also, everyone does that. Everybody does that. <laughs> But you can take a few years off. Nobody's going to forget about you. Everyone's still going to love you if you come out five to ten years from yeah. now. And ten years is kind of pushing it. Cause, uh, uh, Ooh, um, I guess that would be probably my most disappointing concert of the year. No. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It was still fine. It was well, still a fine concert. But one of my other favorite uh, shows was a show, again, in Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester. In Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, it was a metal festival. Yeah. It was a metal festival and horror Uh, convention together. We didn't go to the horror convention. We just went to the metal show because it was like an all day thing. Oh, yeah. So we were there at like one or two in the afternoon. The Palladium in Worcester has two stages. They have the big main stage and then they have another stage that's upstairs. So they had both stages going at the same time. But we ended up seeing... Uh, Winter Sun and Neobliviscaris. Sure. And <laughs> you know, like last episode when I talked about a bunch of house music, and you're like, "Yup, yeah. that's yeah. me right now." <laughs> yep, you get it. I get it, and that I don't. Um, and also, um, Dark Tranquility and Winter Sun and um, Amorphous. There you go. And it was a really, really great show. Nice. It was just a bunch of solid metal bands doing what they love and having a really good time. I felt really bad for Amorphous because everybody left after Dark Tranquility. Oh, poor Amorphous. (laughs) But everybody was there for Winter Sun because Winter Sun are fucking OGs. And they put on a fucking amazing show. Everybody was just losing their shit for them. Then they went off stage. Then Dark Tranquility played. I love Dark Tranquility. They're a really solid metal band. And after they left, everybody left. Oh, and you're like, I'm still here. Don't you worry. Amorphous's new album is really good. And I felt really bad because nobody was staying to listen to it. And we're like, you know what? I'm still here. That's just... It's common courtesy. It is. There have been so many times that I've gone to shows where everybody is there for one of the opening bands and then leaves mm-hmm. before the the main band 
plays and there's like nobody in the audience and I feel so bad. To anyone who's been involved in music in one way or another, whether you're performing it or you're there for somebody else, you know, you just stay all night. It's you courtesy. You see everything because, yeah, they fucking stayed for you. You, you. They came early and watched you. You stay for them. Yeah. Fucking camaraderie, bitches. And then I just, I also wanted to touch base on just like a couple albums. Like there were some other artists that I really wanted to talk about, but I didn't get a chance to on my top five. But like, there were some solid albums that came out this year. Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats had Tearing at the Seams that came out. Great album. He did a few songs with Lucius. Yeah. On that album too. Yeah. No, it's very good. Judas Priest, Firepower came out this year. I totally forgot. Yep. Such a good album. Um, Nine Inch Nails, Bad Witch. Also mm-hmm. forgot about that one. Very good album. I feel like with all three of those albums, they're better. There's not one single that really sticks out to me. They really, I, I need to listen to them on the whole. Yeah. Once in a while, like with Juice, especially with Juice Priest Firepower, I feel better when I listen to the whole thing together mm-hmm. as opposed to just grabbing like a song here or there. And then I really like Janelle Monae's new album, Dirty Computer. It's sexy. She's a sexy lady. She's a sexy I fucking love lady. Her. She is like my fashion icon. Yeah, like I. She only wears black and white. Sometimes a little bit of gold. Little sometimes bit. a little bit touch. of red. A little touch. Just a little touch. But yes, she is. She is um aspirational womanhood right there. Mm-hmm. I fucking love her, and her new album is great. It's still just funky and sassy, and it's I love her because you can't really define her. It's it's great. Yeah, it's a really good album. So <laughs> those are like four albums. I will say. Definitely search those out in addition to the other songs that we talked about. Yeah. A couple that I kind of had to strike off my list was uh, Joy Wave. Oh, right, right. I really do love them. They are one of those dancey indie bands bands that I think you and I can meet in the middle on. Yeah. Um, They're just rock enough for me, but just dancey enough for you. Yeah. So I can, we can put them on the jukebox and dance. Oh, we should put them on the jukebox. We should. Um, but the, uh, the name of the album is Content. Mm-hmm. I believe um, It's a Trip is a fucking great song. So is Rumors. Love them. Love ya. Love ya, Joy Wave. Also, this is not 2018. It was 2017, technically. <laughs> but a new artist that I just found out about this year is Ivor. Oh, I sent you a song of hers mm-hmm. a while ago. Yeah, I like remember the name. Um, she is she's from the Faroe Islands. Sure. Um, she is a Faroese lady, which is like out near fucking Iceland and yeah. Scotland and in the out there in the North Sea somewhere. Nordic. It's cold. Yeah, where she is with yeah. a lot of Scandinavian like yeah. people. Yeah. Um, but she makes very interesting, very beat heavy. Uh. Uh, like synthesizer techno heavy rock music so again a place where we can meet in the middle we can meet in the middle she's weird she has a very distinct voice and she sings in Faroese oh, but last year now. but last year she put out she put out a version of one of her albums in English it doesn't have the same effect as it does if you listen to her in her native language right Go find her. It's E-I-V-O-R. But the O has this weird slash in it. Oh, yeah. Because she's Nordic. Because she's fucking Nordic <laughs> and amazing. And I love her. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, and, uh, I guess we'll just we'll, we'll close it up with uh, just kind of our closing thoughts on 2018 in the year. Our, our it favorite is, beers. 
Oh yeah, we do have our favorite beers. Yeah, well, I think our favorite our favorite beer outside of this podcast. Oh, hell yeah, was Gunner's Daughter. Yeah, yeah. by uh, Mass Landing. Oh, so good! Co- it's fucking, like a fucking peanut butter cup. For fuck's sake, guys! What did you do? Yeah. What did you do? Because this is delicious. You clearly sacrifice something to make this taste like heaven. It basically tastes like a Reese's peanut butter cup in a beer. It's so good. It's so fantastic. It's so good. Yes. Cannot handle how good this is. <laughs> no, seriously, if you like yourself a stout, if you like yourself a darker, thicker, creamier beer, then hit this up. It's so good. Yeah. It, so good. It legit tastes like peanut butter Reese's pieces or yeah. whatever. Pe- Reese's peanut, peanut butter cups. cups. Yeah. But I think throughout just the year... Um, my favorite was the prayer by burial beer. Burial? <laughs> Fuck! How do you say it? Burial? Burial beer. Fuck! Burial beer. Oh my god. That we drank for the Kesha Yeah, we drank for the Kesha episode. That was real tasty. Yep, yep, yep. Little, little light, little mango, little honey. It was very sweet and tasty. You know? It wasn't... No, I shouldn't say it was very sweet. It was sweet and tasty, but it wasn't overtly sweet. Yeah. Which was nice. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of what I go for, so... They they do a good job over there at Burial, so I'm happy. <laughs> and their artwork is really amazing. Mm. That's kind of what we go for. Yeah, I'm not it's gonna lie. It's kind of like when I pick a book, I pick a book based on book cover. Yeah. It's the same way I pick wine. Yeah, me too. No, I never thought I would pick beer the same way I pick wine, but I, I'm starting to. I kind of do. Kind of do now. Label is everything, really. It really is. Um, but also kind of shout out to Duclog because we use oh their God. beer on a lot of episodes. Yeah. Dirty and Little Freak was real good on the Missy so good. episode. Yeah. Oh. Um, also Rare Form. Oh my God. Well, shout out to Rare Form. Definitely. That's Always. like our go-to around here for going to drink anyway. But yeah, we've used <laughs> at least three or four of their beers this year. Yeah. So definite shout out to you guys. And shout out to Helderberg Meatworks. Yeah. That we use on our uh, black metal mm-hmm. episodes. Um, they just opened up a tap room. They did. We're going to be fucking visiting soon. Yeah, cause, uh, yeah. If you like mead, go to Dwaynesburg, New York. Check out the Helderberg Mead tap room. Because... It's good, good shit. stuff, it's and good shit. they're good supporters of our yeah, podcast, they're very and they're super people. nice. I like them. We really, we love you. We love appreciate you, you. Appreciate you, boo. And uh, also Yazoo. Oh, yeah, Yazoo. In Nashville. Oh, my God. Who, like, basically kept us drunk throughout the entire weekend of but Nashville. But also kicked us out in the rain when yeah. they had to close the tap room. Well, they were like, we're sorry. It's a private party. We can't, like, if it's but- any other circumstance. <laughs> but can we be part of the private party because we don't have an Uber and it's pouring outside? Not like that, but, like, come on, be our friends. Yeah. Um, sorry, we're just a bunch of Yankee girls. They can't trust us. But um, their their stout Sue, their yeah. stout named Sue. Yeah, it was real good. Um, got us through many Johnny a recording, Cash. but also many other yeah, recordings. Yeah, we actually days. like nursed that one for a bit, which was yeah. nice. It so was really good. So if you're ever that's in Nashville, that's one we made to last. <laughs> if you're ever in Nashville, definitely hit up Yazoo because hell yeah, their beer. We I'm pretty sure between the two of us, we had all of the beers that yeah. they offered, and I'm they were sure we did. all fucking delicious. Yeah. Still our number one, I think. Absolutely. I Trump's. would go to Nashville again just, just to go to Yazoo. Yeah. No shame. No shame. None, None, None at all. But I think I think that's our best that's for our the twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, wow. But it's it's been a fucking year. 
We yeah. did 50 episodes. We did. I don't know. I've been told like a lot of podcasts don't make it past 12. So like fucking we did more than triple that. I think we made it well past 12. And we people did. are still listening to us for some fucking reason. Thank you for <laughs> listening to us. We appreciate that. But I, I have to say like this has been a uh, a year for me. It's been a year. It's been a fucking everyone. year. Yeah. This podcast included, but I've made a lot of life changes and choices. And I am looking at 2019 as like the year to just be positive and get it, girl. That's that's what 2019 needs to be. Yeah. So that's why I like my playlist was so upbeat, aside from the L King I mean, song. And that's why our motto for 2019 is going to be 2019. Hot dog in it. <laughs> We are definitely going to be hot dogging it for 2019, guys. What does hot dogging it mean? Nobody knows. Nobody knows, but you're not supposed to know. It means whatever you want it to mean. So get ready to hot dog it's, it's, it with us next year, it's guys. It's all your dreams just rolled into one hot dog. Yeah. And we're going to be hot dogging. you're going to hot dog it. Your dreams. All fucking 2019. Dreams. 2019. Hot dog. Hot dog form. Hot dog form of dreams. That's what's going to sure. happen. It's just a yes. mishmash of everything rolled into one meat to Smash it right in there. All right. It's going on way longer than I expected uh, it yeah, to. We're but done. it always does. I'm sorry. We <laughs> rambled. If you stuck with us throughout this whole... Congratulations. You know what? First of all, <laughs> thanks for listening to us for the entire 50 episodes. Big yeah. deal to us. We're proud of ourselves. And thanks for listening to this episode if you made it to the end. Hopefully you did. We had a lot of rambling. Yeah, we did That's ramble right. a bit. Thanks to our friends and family who have really supported us this year, too. We've had a lot of, like, really solid friends and family fucking yeah. come through for us. And, like, we wouldn't have been able to do a lot of this stuff without you guys. So thank yeah. you. Thank you, friends and family. Thank you. Thanks other podcasts. Thanks other podcasts. Holy shit. We've made so many friends. Oh, my God. We've made a lot of friends. Wonderful like, people that support oh, us and we support them. That's, and, like, half oh, the thing okay. I'm kind of loving about this. Yeah. We've, we've met a lot of people in a year. Less than a year, really. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm going to try. But, like, shout outs to, like, Make It Stop, Muses and Stuff, So Wizard, um, video game crosstalk, stories from a bar, Pino Comics, Pino Comics, the um, V Spot, Super, Super Retro. retro. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm forgetting so many people, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, but we love you, and we really appreciate your support. And yeah. hopefully, you know, we can return that support. Yeah, definitely. I mean, go listen to more indie podcasts, guys. I mean, the mainstreams are great, but it's kind of amazing the golden nuggets that I have found in mm-hmm. indie podcasts. So. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're an indie podcast, mm-hmm. so keep listening to us on wherever you get your pods, whether that be Apple or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever. And then also leave us reviews. Please leave us love. Five stars. Five stars only. It's all we want for Christmas. All we want for Christmas is five star reviews <laughs> and like telling us how great we are. But I mean, if we if we have room for change, you can always tell us that we need to change. Go ahead and email us at contact us at rockcandypodcast.com or just visit our website at rockcandypodcast.com. And then there's Twitter at rockcandypod and Instagram and Facebook at rockcandypodcast. And you can hit us up and we'll talk to you because that's what we do. And wow. All right. This is the it. This is it for 2018, guys. That's We're going to be off for a couple weeks. It's done. But then like we'll be right back probably mid-January with some... Ooh. Some good ones. Some good with a good end. I'm already getting prepped for it, guys. We are rolling into 2019 with a fucking bang. With a banger. Yeah. And with that, party on, Ashley. 
party on maggie into the new year into the new year happy 2019 you crazy fucking kids air horns bye (laughs) bye